You are listening Nourish Not Punish with V podcast. This is podcast for everyone who wants to feel empowered and reconnected with their own body. I am your host, self-love coach and body balance instructor, Veronica. But you can so call me V. So let's go! Yay! Welcome to the first episode of Nourish Not Punish with V podcast. Today I will be talking to Josephine Brooks, who is a creative business coach, who is helping other businesses out there to make their plan and make it happen. We will talk about her mental health journey and how she started running her own business. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Um, I'm Josephine Brooks. I'm a creative business mentor and coach. And my mission is really around helping people, helping creative business owners build a business that enables them to live the holistic lifestyle that they ache for. So a lifestyle where work and business all fit into, sorry, work and life (laughs) all fit into the same thing rather than you know thinking back to when I was in the corporate world it very much felt like work was this thing that I just couldn't wait to escape from so I help people build businesses they love basically Um, but my work's really centered around helping people find clarity around what that business needs to look like to help them live that lifestyle Um, and then I'll help them make that happen make that vision a reality through helping them plan and take action because that's the hard bit isn't it when you get out there and you do the scary thing um so I help people put tools in place to help them make that business vision and the lifestyle vision a reality but it's all about almost doing less and actually I'll probably talk about this a bit more in the rest of the podcast but is mm. about doing less and figuring out what's going to have the biggest impact to help you create that business because when we try to do all of the things, we get very overwhelmed and we get burned out. And actually, that really connects with what we're going to talk about today. Because I think when I got into that particular cycle of hustle, 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 that's when I started to struggle a bit with my mental health. So, yeah, that's about it. That's my story. Um, that's amazing, Joe. And, you know, I'm really privileged because obviously I'm one of your clients. So I know exactly what you're trying to do. And I think I find it really fascinating that you're trying to help others to achieve their incredible lifestyle goals and you know become basically their own um you know bosses of of their own dream really and Mm. um, you kind of making it happen so that's really really great um so as you kind of a little bit touch the base on it so you are quite open about the mental health uh which you kind of went through Mm -hmm. and um I kind of wanted to ask you, how did you kind of discover that you are facing some mental health challenges in the first place? Mm. Yeah, it was quite, so I struggle with anxiety and depression um, Mm. and I hadn't heard of anxiety, I mean, other than the way we use the word to say, you know, I'm a bit anxious today or I'm anxious about this but I hadn't really I did not know what a panic attack was or anything like that so it all sort of kicked off when I was on a long weekend in France and I was I was just lying on the grass it was a beautiful sunny day and I could just feel my I could just I just felt really sick so I got up and then we had to get onto this bus just to drive us back down into town 
And on that bus, I could just feel myself getting really panicky, really stressing out. And then my breathing kind of lost control. And that's when I had my first panic attack. That's where it all really started. So it was very, it wasn't like a gradual thing. It was very like, boom, this, this moment where, um, so we got out of the bus and I was just, I just couldn't breathe and I just couldn't stop you know, I couldn't get my breathing back to normal and I was just crying. And I I was, I think I was particularly scared because I didn't know what was happening. And I kind of felt like anyone who's had a panic attack will know that it feels kind of, to me anyway, it feels like I'm, I'm really stressed out that I'm not going to be able to breathe or I'm going to stop breathing. Mm. Mm. So it sort of started there. And then, um, so we sort of drove to this beautiful sort of cliff top and just sat there for ages just to kind of try and get my breathing back. And I spoke to my brother who I know had um, struggled a lot with anxiety and depression as well and asked him, do you think that was maybe a panic attack? So that's when I sort of started to think, oh, okay, that was a panic attack. And then when after that sort of weekend away, I went back to work and they just kept happening over and over again. I just had lots of panic attacks I couldn't sort of even get into work I would commute and get sort of halfway there and have a panic attack and go back I couldn't do anything that was just a normal part of my usual routine like I couldn't catch a train I couldn't even just sit in a meeting room so it just sort of gradually got worse and worse and worse like that and I was making sort of visits to my doctor and eventually I had probably been so many times to the doctors who was just like, mm. right, I'm going to sign you off. And they and they did eventually put me on some antidepressant medication, which meant that I got signed off work to go on to those. Yeah. And that's what ultimately helped me just get back in control of myself or be able to just function. And then I could do everything that I needed to do to help me overcome, you know, the underlying issue. But yeah, I still struggle with it now, but it was definitely a big mental health breakdown and obviously I got out of that after a few months and so when I experience it now I'm much better equipped to be able to handle it and it uh, fingers crossed touch wood (laughs) has never got back to being as bad as that but but yeah Mm. it, it was a very it was probably three or four months where it was just really really intense and it was I think the other thing that was obviously a struggle was the depression side of it was not being able to sleep and just lying there feeling um, just awful about myself, having this really nasty voice in my head. Um, mm. And when you, f- when I was feeling the depression side of it, it's really hard to make yourself do the things that you know will help because you're, I was very much in a, a place of like, well, what's the point? Um, so I, it was really a struggle to make myself even just like get out of bed or like do the meditation, which I knew would help. So it's a bit of a tricky combination because Mm. the depression really just kind of, yeah, it's difficult to motivate yourself to do anything when you're feeling low, I suppose. Absolutely. 100% with you on that one. And, um, you know, all those different Mm. symptoms you have described, um, you know, I can really resonate with them as well, because, you know, this is something Mm. I have used to struggle in the past. And like you say, how I kind of look at it is that mental health is an ongoing thing. It's something you can't necessarily like, Mm. you know, switch off whenever you feel like it. It's something you can 
um, kind of uh, cope with with the certain tools and obviously it sounds mm. like that you are already doing that kind of thing and um, you know I've been actually reading uh, an interesting thing through the course I'm on at the moment is that one in five persons get actually diagnosed uh, with the mental health um, mm. challenges and you know in, in terms of that number, it's quite a lot. And obviously, we live such a busy lifestyle, um, you know, where everyone's kind of on, on go and, and, you know, trying to achieve all those different things. Um, so I think when we start mm. thinking about it a little bit more, when it hits us, you know, we would maybe perhaps think of, oh, you know, why is it happening to me? But actually, in fact, you know, the mental mm-hmm. health can develop at any age and at any, at any stage of your life. Um, so... I think what you kind of described is, you know, I mean, amazing the way how you kind of coping it with it, like with it now and, you know, overcoming the whole situation. Obviously, you probably learned a lot about yourself through it as well. Um, mm, so, yeah, yeah so thank sure. you. Yeah. So thank you so much for sharing it. And um, I also wanted to ask you then. Um, I know, obviously, at the very beginning, you have uh, described what you do and what other businesses you are uh, helping out well to anyone who wants to create an amazing business like yours. Um, mm. So I just wanted to kind of see, um, what would you say to someone who is thinking of building a business and maybe suffering with the mental health? What would you say that they could do uh, to not to being stopped from that dream happening? Yeah, absolutely. And I think actually my mental health struggles were a big driver in Mm. leaving my nine to five and taking my business full time because until I started experiencing these struggles, to me, it always felt like a very, it was basically a want rather than a need to work for myself. And I think I had a lot of doubt around it, around am I good enough and um, mm. Am I just being really grateful for not appreciating, you know, the the job that I've got and things? Um, but when I started struggling with my mental health, it was really like, actually, I need to make my business happen and I need to make it work because now that I've got my own business and I and I run it full time, mm. I can manage my time. I can decide when I want to do client calls. I can decide on a whim. I feel really anxious today I'm going to have a really quiet day I can make time for a a morning routine that helps me get set up for the day so having my own business works so much better for me and it helps Mm. me protect my mental health and it's not going to be the same for everyone because obviously having your own business there there's a lot (laughs) that you can be anxious about there's um you know the money there's uh this maybe when you get one little tiny bit of negative feedback it can really play on your mind can't it yeah and there is lots to potentially negatively impact your mental health when you have your own business but for me it's been it's been the thing that's really helped actually really helped me um sort of better manage my mental health Mm -hmm. I suppose because Mm. you just have that freedom around right I'm I'm not feeling great at the moment I'm going to really give myself space and be kind to myself and really make sure I'm doing my morning routine so I think the flexibility is a big big thing um yeah I think that's the main thing really for me 
Yeah, that sounds amazing. And obviously what you're saying is that um, all those different things you went through kind of triggered, um, you know, you setting up your own business. So what I kind of am trying mm. to um, think of is that what would you perhaps say to someone, let's say that they do struggle with their mental health mm. um, and they really, really want to build an incredible business. But because obviously the voices in their heads are saying, oh, you know, like things like mm. you are not good enough, you know, you... Um, you don't really know what you're doing in terms of building the business what would you really Mm -hmm. say to those people like you know obviously you've got such a drive you're so passionate about what you do and I think anyone who really wants to achieve anything in life should not really be stopped you know um, and should really Mm. go ahead and do whatever whatever they feel is right Uh, because obviously I personally do struggle with those voices in my head you know anxiety is something I am overcoming as well and um, I'm still kind of going ahead and you know trying to make my life the way I I desire the way I want it to be uh, because I know that you are a huge believer in creating the lifestyle you desire and I know you live in beautiful countryside with your beautiful dogs and your beautiful boyfriend so I just wanted to um, kind of understand of like what would you really say to anyone who is really thinking to build that business? Yeah, and it's such a great question because you're so right. When you're struggling, or I keep saying when you're doing this, but I mean, this is my experience (laughs) anyway. When I'm struggling with my mental health, the self-doubt, the inner critic, whatever you want to Mm. call it, is a really, really nasty, nasty voice. And way nastier than anything I would ever dream of saying to anyone else. And so when you are in that place where your self-worth is really at an all-time low you're telling yourself you're useless or you know whatever Mm. it's really hard to muster the confidence that you need to grow your business but sometimes it helps to kind of think about the people that you're serving because sometimes when we're really struggling with our own self-worth it's really hard to say right I'm going to do this for me But perhaps there's people out there that you could be helping with this business that you want to grow, with the work you want to do, that you're not able to help if you're not growing your business, if you're not putting Mm. yourself out there. And sometimes it helps to, yeah, think about the people that you're impacting because you're not going to be able to help help those people um, if you're not putting yourself out there. I think the other thing is to really figure out if you can I know this isn't always easy but figure out what does trigger your um Mm. sort of when you do go through waves of struggling with your mental health what does trigger that so for example if you get really stressed and anxious when you're worried about money then how can you protect yourself from that when you start your business so for you maybe you might want to have a few months worth of your your kind of salary saved up for you to avoid that sort of anxiety and stress mm, yes or if it's feeling very alone maybe if you're an extrovert and you hate the idea of um being on your own because of course that can be a big trigger for some people's mental health how can you overcome that can you I mean obviously at the time of recording this we are going through a global pandemic but usually I would say can you go to a co-working space can you work from even a library or can you work with a friend or work in a cafe and get that that human interaction that you need so I think it can really help to understand what 
understand what what is triggering it and put those things in place to help you manage it but for me and I and I know it's totally different for everyone and I don't think that you know I, I know we really glorify having your own business and I don't think it's for everything but everyone but if it's what you want to do and you know that you can only do the work you love by having your own business then absolutely do it because the chances are when you have that flexibility when you're not having to sit in an office between nine and five when you're not having to go to meetings that might be really stressful or upsetting you can create that environment that you need to look after your mental health when you're um you know building your own business because you there are no rules you get to make the rules um so you are your own I guess kind of what I would say is absolutely go for it yeah exactly You're, you're your own boss and yeah like you like you always say well make it plan make it happen so I suppose um this is this is basically all up to you isn't it like don't let any um inner critic to stop you from what what your dream actually is and just like you say go for it really um no I think it's really amazing and what tips you're giving uh Joe are really beneficial to anyone out there because I think like again putting myself into the same shoes like um you know it's really important for me to hear it uh, as well because um again you know I would most likely be stopping myself uh from achieving what I'm achieving right now and you know thankfully mm. I didn't try to listen to my inner critic too much and just like went ahead so and keep going uh, you know and I know that it may perhaps change you know within within certain weeks days but obviously as as long as you are able to get back to um where you want to be again you know um then you are again in the right space and like you say it's also important to have the certain tools to work through to manage your um mental health challenges in a much better way and it kind of leads me on to this question um so what kind of well actually well let's let's put it let's put it this way how do you kind of cope with the mental challenges when they trigger right now what do you do what is your kind of Mm -hmm. routine if you if you if you all of a sudden start thinking oh no you know something's going to happen what Mm -hmm. is it you really do how do you try to prevent it or maybe just like maybe reduce the volume in your in your head and just still keep going yeah yeah, and actually this this leads on really nicely from the inner critic stuff you were talking about because some days we're feeling great and we can push that voice down and some days you really believe that inner critic, you believe that you're rubbish and you believe that you can't do it and things. So like we were just talking about, it's really important that you, you put those things in place that you know is going to help you. And the thing I didn't mention, which is also really helpful is is having the support whether it's friends Mm. family a coach a mentor accountability partner even a Facebook group but yeah to to go to the people who you know can support you when you're feeling like that so in terms of how I kind of cope with waves of anxiety and depression First of all, I think it's really important to acknowledge that you're struggling because, again, when we're struggling a bit with our self-worth, we can tell ourselves things like you're really overreacting, you're just being silly, there's people with real problems out there, you know, we can really Mm, punish ourselves, but actually 
you know yourself better than anyone else. You know when you're not your normal self. So acknowledge it and, and try to be kind to yourself and and sort of counteract that that voice with kindness and try and be gentle with yourself, first of all. But yeah, know that those voices aren't real the self-loathing or whatever it is it's not real it's maybe even I mean I'm not a doctor I do not know the ins and outs of how it all works but it could be something as simple as a chemical hormonal imbalance um and it's the same with our cycle you know we have some weeks where we are really mean to ourselves and some weeks when we feel like unstoppable Um, so the the basic thing <laughs> yeah, exactly. So the basic things I go to are things like meditating. And meditating is one of those things where it works if I'm doing it consistently. I can't just do it on the days when I feel rubbish. I get the most out of it when I'm doing it, trying to do it every day or most days. Mm. Um things like stopping drinking um caffeine. So I always drink decaf now, which mm-hmm. is just so that's mainly for anxiety because if I'm feeling anxious it's like I've already got all this adrenaline running around my body I don't need the caffeine and making that even more crazy so it sounds like a really simple switch but that made a big difference for me Mm. when I was really struggling I didn't drink for a whole year and that really helped so it's kind of figuring out what level you're at and how much you need to put in place to to help you Things like journaling, things like going for a really long walk help me. Um, Mm. I'm not a big like runner or like intense, um, like I'm not into kind of super intense gym workouts and stuff, but going for a long walk or doing Mm. a nice relaxing yoga um, session or something really helps. Um, So yeah, there's things like that. And I think the key one is to recognize when you're feeling a bit rubbish and give yourself space. So see where you can, and again, this is a luxury of having your own business sometimes, but see if you can take a day off, take an afternoon off. If you have to, can you cancel a couple of calls or a meeting? Because sometimes, well, all the time, you have to look after yourself before (laughs) you can help anyone else. And I would say if you're really, really struggling, if you are experiencing regular panic attacks or I mean, I know I'm talking a lot about anxiety and depression specifically at the moment, because that's what I know. But if you know you're struggling, please do ask for some help. Go and see your doctor, speak to your friends. Um, Because ultimately, when I was in a really bad place, it was, um, and this isn't going to be the answer for everyone, but it was getting the medication that then helped me function normally so I could then do the things like the meditation and the journaling and the long walks and taking some time away from work which slowly helped me get better so so yeah I guess now to answer your question now it's kind of figuring out okay what level am I at is this like a just a underlying sense of anxiousness or is this I'm about to have a panic attack or is this I'm feeling really low and I'm struggling to even get out of bed figuring out what level I'm at and then putting the right tools in place that are going to help me at that level, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that sounds actually amazing, to be honest. And all those uh, tips you just gave are really valuable. I would probably also add that, you know, sleep has a huge uh, effect on, oh, on yeah. the way how our mental health, uh, challenge, you know, challenges are kind of occurring because, and again, mm-hmm. you know, that's something um, 
I'm dealing with myself is like I know that when there is not enough sleep uh, I know that my inner critic is just literally shouting at me inside of my head so that's something I've been practicing more and more and like you say I mean when Mm. it comes to the medication when it comes to um, you know mental health like I think, like you say, again, every single one of us is an individual and, you know, what works for one may not work for another. But again, you know, it doesn't really doesn't really mean that it may not help others. And um, I just I just feel like these these valuable tips may help, you know, others to actually start managing it a little bit better as well. Um, And I know that the walking that, you know, is something really important and, you know, the connection with the nature. is able mm-hmm. to help us yeah. as well. And again, funnily enough, in the pandemic, um, which we are in right now, uh, I have been discovering it myself, how calming and relaxing um, the nature side of things can, can actually be. I have never noticed it as yeah. much. You know, I suppose that I was taking it for granted. Um, but yeah, it's really important uh, to me right now. And, you know, again, some people may like walking, some people may not. Um so yeah, no, really interesting. Um, one thing I also yeah, know that I you think have that's really. Sorry, no, <laughs> I was just going to jump ahead. in and say no, that. Um, go ahead, Joe. The it's really interesting what's happened during this pandemic because so many people. I mean, obviously, we can't do lots of normal things. We can't go to the cinema or we can't do lots of mm. things that we would usually do to entertain ourselves, and. It's been amazing to me to just see so many people really getting out in nature and mm. maybe even rediscovering that a bit because we don't have those other options and notice how healing it is. And I yeah. know that when I was really struggling, I would go on long, long walks because it is just, I think there's something meditative, meditative about walking that's, you know, it's a bit of a rhythm. You don't have to think about it. You can let your mind tick over in the background. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to touch on a couple of other things you said as well. Sleep is so key, isn't it? I think even it if is. I have a rubbish night's sleep, I know I'm not functioning at my usual mm. sort of level. But when I was really, really struggling, I think the lack of sleep I was getting was one of the big things that then made everything else worse. So sleep, you're so right. The sleep's sort of like the core. If you can get some good sleep, if you can get into a good sleep routine, that's going to help everything else. Easier said than done sometimes. Yes, um, 100%. But yeah, sleep is such a big one. And I know you'll have loads yeah, really. of tips as well on, on nutrition stuff and how that can help you. But even things like getting into a routine to help you get ready before bed and switch off and start to mm. sort of relax and things. And yeah, sleep sleep is a huge one. And I'm sure kind of nutrition is as well. And, and what you're... Yeah what you're consuming yeah that's going to have a big impact 100% and I actually have I'm going to have an episode uh, on sleep and its importance when it comes to health Mm. so I can't really wait because I think it's really important to dive into it to to explain to people Mm. you know why not to underestimate it because obviously sleep is a huge driver to our productivity level as well so as we as we are Mm. talking about right now um I just wanted to ask you one more thing. I know, uh, you know, and I've obviously noticed on the social media and through our chats that you have started um, practicing a bit of your miracle morning. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. this is something I have read as well about. Um, 
uh, obviously that's a that's a book uh, which Hal Elrod uh, has released, um, you know, a while back. And I know that there's a lot of people mm-hmm. who are kind of practicing the steps within the book. And really, what I wanted to understand mm-hmm. is that how are you finding it? Because I know that you've been trying to practice mm-hmm. it a little bit more. You've been talking about it uh, on your social media and in, in your private group as well. So yeah, I'm just interested to understand how is it helping you? How are the different steps actually helping you uh, to overcome, uh, you know, certain day-to-day challenges as well? Yeah, it's definitely helping me set myself up for the day a lot better. Mm. I've noticed a big difference in my energy levels. Mm. Um, so, so yeah, so I'm doing the Miracle Morning Routine. It is a book. I haven't read the book, but I have read about the steps in the Miracle Morning and how I'm doing it at the moment, mm-hmm. which is a slight adaptation to the way that I guess the the order that it's suggested you do it in. But I read in bed um, for a bit before I get up. And in the Miracle Morning book, I believe it suggests that you read um, self-development type books. And I can totally undersee- understand why, because I guess that's to get you motivated and to get you thinking positively. But sometimes when, and it totally depends on my energy and my mood, but I think when you spend a lot of your time learning anyway, or listening Mm. to podcasts or doing things like this, I find it just nice to have a bit of an escape in the morning. So I tend to read novels and then I get up and I have my breakfast and and I mean, even that, you know, back before I was struggling with my mental health, I was rubbish. I would get out of bed. I would get straight to work. I'd end up feeling hungry by about 11 o'clock. Oh, so, yes, Joe. I have my breakfast, <laughs> which I know you wouldn't approve of me. <laughs> I have my breakfast and then I meditate and I just do 10 minutes every morning. But even that, I have noticed myself just breathing more deeply yeah. throughout the day. So meditation, I definitely think is helping. Um And then I do a quick visualization either of how I want my day to to go or it's like a longer term visualization of where I want to be in like three or four years time, for example. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Then I do a bit of journaling. So I'll just do a bit of gratitude. Something I do quite often is three things I did well the previous day. And Mm -hmm. that's just... um, it really is so simple but it's so powerful for helping you think differently and more positively and rather than thinking about oh I didn't go do that and I didn't get around to that you start to see the things that you have done and it's a real kind of self self-worth boost I think yeah um so yes then there's the journaling and then oh my goodness I'm losing the steps now there's one more thing yes affirmations and affirmations, I know you use affirmations yeah. a lot but I'm finding oh, yeah, them so them. powerful yeah, yes. I think I was Words finding it so a, bit, a bit cringe to start with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was finding them a bit cringe because I was saying them aloud to myself in the mirror. I was like, this is embarrassing. But they are really working. Um, mm. So, yeah, and then exercise. So some mornings this is like putting on Spotify and dancing around for 10 minutes. Amazing. Or it's taking the dogs for a walk or doing a yoga session. So... I do want a caveat though, <laughs> because when I was in my nine to five, I would have looked at this and rolled my eyes and thought, well, who's got three hours in the morning to do a, a flipping yeah. six step routine? 
but um and I can send you this link for your show notes but there is a blog post that takes you through how you can fit it into six minutes um so you can adapt it so I have it does take me about an hour and a half in the morning to walk through all of those steps and again this is kind of the luxury of having your own business and being able to create that space and time for it but I really enjoy it it doesn't feel Mm. like a a chore to me yeah exactly feel how much more energized I am and how much more focused I am so it seems worth spending that time on it for me um but yeah yeah I I mean I know you're the one asking the questions here but (laughs) (laughs) I wonder whether you've got like a morning routine or something that you because I know you use your affirmations a lot I was wondering how you kind of fit that into your routine or how you use your affirmations well, actually, um, you know, I have read uh, the Miracle Morning book, and I think it doesn't really matter if you read mm. the book or not, because you can actually get a lot of snippets mm-hmm. from it anyway. Um, and but yeah. actually, ever since I have read the book, that's where I started, like, you know, noticing how powerful the words actually can be. And I started reading my affirmations. I um, what I normally do when I wake up is that the first thing is that I, I do read my affirmation and I do uh, post it with my community because I feel that, you know, if it's something meaningless to me uh, and, you know, I won't share it with my community. But then also I make sure that I do a bit of a stretching around because obviously when we are stiff after sleeping seven, eight hours, your body needs to kind of start, um, let's Let's put let's put it that way. Let, your body needs to get into this kind of like a start mode, you know, and you know your muscles and bones yeah. are quite stiff, so you kind of need to give it a bit of a wiggle. And I absolutely love the way you said you, it can be Spotify, it can be gentle yoga. I think people sometimes think that mm-hmm. you know running into the hardcore exercise like cardio and um, you know, kind of weight, that's the way forward. I mean, again, you know, we are all individuals and whatever works for one may not work for another. But, you know, I feel like actually when I start with a bit of a gentle exercise in the morning, I set myself for a day and sometimes I also uh, read my universe cards where I kind of think about what, you know, what the universe is telling me, where where does it want me to go, where does it want me to lead? Um, And really... You know, if I have time in the morning to read some book, I will. But majority of the time, I don't do it before I go to work. Well, luxury is that I'm working from home. So, um, you know, I have a bit more of time um, on my hands, which is really great. So I do try to read, even if it's one page or two pages, you know, that is Mm, plenty. And I think, again, people... Uh, kind of think that you know by reading they have to read half a book by a certain time I don't think that's necessarily true like I mean I read three books on a go at the moment so you know I I I read nutrition side of Mm. things but I also read something about skin Mm. um as well as um you know a marketing side of things and you know I I think I work with it the way how I feel you know so for example if I want to read something about Mm. nutrition that morning or that evening I will do so and if I don't feel like nutrition then I will just grab something which is a little bit more um you know relaxing and settle um so yeah I do have that kind of routine definitely affirmation gentle exercise 
my breakfast is my key as we all know um i mm-hmm. i do need to have a nourishing breakfast because that will definitely set me for the day and um you know i i don't feel hungry as much you know within like next few hours which yeah. is which is amazing i i have learned a lot about it because i used to be like you joe i used to run out of door was going to work and you know i would literally be feeling quite sluggish and you know by like 10 10 30 i would be on my probably third snack and um you know by the lunchtime I would be hungry again and would have like mm-hmm. a huge portion of food and then I would constantly keep like mm-hmm. eating bits and pieces but actually when I started discovering the power of food um I've also uh, noticed a huge difference in myself uh as a, as a person like because I going back to what we talked about about the sleep importance as well I've also noticed that you know mm-hmm. the food um does impact our mood as well when it comes to the mental health and hence I try to focus on it as well at the same time obviously I'm not telling anyone to stop eating their favorite chocolate bars and stuff like that but I just think it's more for people to start paying a bit more attention to it um just to kind of Mm -hmm. realize okay how do I feel if I eat a nourishing bowl of porridge instead of you know a coffee on a go so it's just that kind of mm, way yeah. to um, to kind of approach it. So yeah, definitely these are my main um, top top ones I follow. So um, mm. so yeah. yes. And I mean, don't don't get me wrong. If I was still in a nine to five job, I would not be doing that miracle morning. Yeah. And I think at the moment it's it is a little bit easier because everyone's sort of at home there's no Mm. traveling anywhere but I can see that as soon as I need to go to you know a a meeting or an event or something it's not going to happen every day Mm. and that's okay but um I know that yeah particularly if I'm struggling I've now got that as another tool as well I can get back to my miracle morning routine and um yeah yeah, but that's such a good point about stretching your body and things in the morning I think the overall uh, outcome uh, here is that you should really uh, not be hard on yourself. When you even set yourself routine, it doesn't mean that you have to do it every single day. You know, that routine is there for you to reach out to if you need it. But I think uh, don't give yourself a hard time if you cannot do it. You know, it's just there for you to come back to it whenever you need to. So Totally agree. Okay. Oh, wow, Joe, this was amazing. And I can't believe how fast the time is flying. Well, I know. I know. It's so nice to chat to you. It really is. And it was my pleasure because there's so many incredible tips, so many um, incredible, uh, you know, experience you just shared with my audience as well. You know, I can't, I can't believe what everything you went through to get where you are now. I just think you're absolutely smashing your business um, in terms of what you're doing, helping others. And I just find it absolutely oh, fascinating. So uh, how, where, where my audience is, well, you're very welcome. Thank you for coming on to this podcast. And um, where does my audience going to uh, find you? Sure. So I largely hang out on Instagram. My handle on there is at Josephine P. Brooks. And then my website's josephinebrooks.co.uk. And over there, you can sign up to a free five-day course, actually, on designing your holistic lifestyle. So if that has kind of piqued your interest around 
designing that lifestyle figuring out what that looks like then you can get that over there and then I also have a podcast called make a plan make it happen amazing well I know what I'm going to be doing then I'll be signing up to your mini course that's for sure (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much for having me on V I've loved chatting with you Thank you so much for listening of this episode of Nourish Not Punish with V podcast. I hope that you were able to take some tips out of this episode when it comes to your own health and your experience. All the details of this episode are in your show notes on my website nourishkitchenbyv.com and it all sits under my blog section. If you enjoy this episode, please share it in your Insta stories and tag me under my name at Nourish Kitchen by V or share it across other social channels. Just show the laugh and spread the word. And I would really appreciate if you can share your reviews on iTunes to help me to spread this message even further. Thank you so much for listening and I will be back in a couple of weeks with another incredible episode. But until then, stay nourished, not banished. And remember, you are worth it.